You're live on Cannabis Network Radio with your host, David Kowalski. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen and listeners. Um, tonight, I'm flying solo. Um, watching, not really. I have a little bit of a support staff here. I have uh, producer Ed. What's up? Got Justin here. What's happening? And I got my friend Dave G, who's here too. How you doing? And uh, we got one topic that I definitely need to start out with. And that is, what the fuck were the police doing in Manatee County when in masks and SWAT gear stormed Kathy Jordan, who is a ALS patient in a wheelchair's home, looking for cannabis? It is known to everyone that she uses cannabis to keep her alive. What were these people thinking? I mean, two o'clock in the afternoon to come and raid somebody's home who is well known in the community for what she does. She's very well known that she is ill. She's she's a lady, a sweet old lady in a wheelchair, and they need to send a SWAT team in. This shit's gotta stop. Like now. That's and crazy. It is. It's nuts. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's this is something that has gotten out of hand. There are 19 states that have some sort of cannabis legalization legislation on books. Two states are fully legal. A recent poll in the state of Florida shows over 80% of the people are on board with legalization. It's a plant. Like, when does it stop? When does it stop that we got to be persecuted for not wanting to give in to big pharma, not wanting to give in to, you know, people taking away our rights to use a plant, a plant that helps, a plant that heals, a plant that helps sick, pe sick people, a plant that helps save lives. Now is the time for everyone to stand up, especially in the state of Florida, for our Florida listeners, and take action. Now is the time to pounce. Now is the time to roll. We have a bill going into the House, ironically, the Kathy Jordan medical cannabis bill. Um, Senator Jeff Clemens is backing it. Kathy Edwards is backing it. Legislator Kathy Edwards. Um, so now is the time to take action. Show your support in any way you can. Um, the Florida Cannabis Action Network is the action behind cannabis legalization in the Sunshine State. And to see how you can make a difference and how you can help you need to visit their site right now. Go do it this minute. Stop what you're doing. Go to www.flcan.org. It's flcan.org. And you can help fight the good fight. You can take direct action right now to go ahead and help us here in the Sunshine State legalize to stop things like having someone's home, a patient, a sick patient in a wheelchair's home raided by SWAT teams. And you can help us by going to www.flcan.org now and support us. All right, now that I got that out of my system. <laughs> do, you, do you feel better, Dave? No, not really. I'm still kind of pissed. Okay. You know, it's one of those things like if I ever come face to face with, uh, you know, the cops that, you know, wow. You know. Yeah, what are you going to do again? <laughs> Beat them all up. I have no problem talking down to cops. 
at all whatsoever. Oh, yeah. I understand that, but you know, like I've seen so many times on that show, Cops, mm-hmm. talking down only goes so far before they take you down. You know what I mean? That's all right. I can use the money. That's true. I could use the money too. I mean, seriously, I, I like, please go ahead. Because, because, because I'm exercising my First Amendment right, go ahead and arrest me, please. Go right ahead. <laughs> Who do I sue first? The handcuff company? The police? <laughs> the nightstick company? The patrol car company? Hell, I'll sue everyone. I don't care. Just some principle in the matter. Because they all contributed to violating my First Amendment rights. Hey, listen. It's, we're going to make this legal one way or the other. It's either we're going to make cops not want to touch anyone, you know, when they're arrested... <laughs> Because they're afraid they're going to get sued by everything under the sun, that they're going to get, I don't know, victimized themselves because the populace demands it. I mean, <laughs> I'm at that point. I'm I'm at the I'm at the tipping point. You know, we're at the tipping point actually. We're at the tipping point where if the people do not stand up right now and make it very clearly known that we want cannabis legalized, then then. It's no one's fault but our own. And so people need to start making their voices heard, come out of the closet, talk about it. It's time to start talking about marijuana. It's time to start talking about cannabis. It's time to figure out how it helps you. I don't care. Recreational or not, you say it's recreational. If somebody becomes happy, they're improving the quality of their life. They improve the quality of their life. They do everything better. So you can come up with the medical, recreational, blah, 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 so on and so forth. All positive. You know, I was watching this uh, news video read article within the last week or so. In Washington state, they did a, one of the news stations did a, whatever you want to call it, interview trial test where they smoked everyone out. And put them in a car behind the wheel to drive and to see how they were doing, if really the drug driving thing is legit or not, if they're making it up. So they took a regular stoner type person that uses cannabis all the time. They took a occasional, quote unquote, medicinal user that really medicates just a few times a day. And they took a guy that is an occasional smoker. Every now and again, once in a blue moon, he'll smoke socially and they smoked them all out and put them in a car so when they all started they already were above the three nanogram limit of technically being able to drive impaired now this driving test they had a driving instructor they had an instructor car you know where the driver can you know push the brake and steer and do all that jazz from his side and they had a police officer i think it was from the washington state police um who's like, I guess, an observer police officer, and his, he's trained to basically stand outside and watch people driving, and it's his call whether they're impaired or not to be pulled over or whatever the case is. So they all started, I think, two times over the limit, and every single one of them drove the course fine. And I'll just go quick behind this whole thing. End result is I think everyone was about 30 times their limit. The person that smoked regularly according to the driving instructor got better at driving (laughs) the more she smoked the middle guy who is the medicinal user did fine nothing would have flagged him or failed him from passing a driving test a road test nor did the officer whatever and the third guy 
his biggest crime was he drove slower and he backed up over a cone as the officer said, could have been a pedestrian, could have been a civilian, it could have been a lamppost, it could have been a hydrant. But shit, man, I know plenty of people that back over shit that aren't stoned at all anytime. It's just things that happen. Yeah. Bad, <laughs> bad driving. Whatever. So, and honestly, as I was watching this, a lot of them said at some point, even the guy that, that really never smoked, he's like, I shouldn't be driving right now. And, you know, they, he made it well known that he was impaired and knew that he shouldn't be driving. And I think just like anything else, if you get to that point where you're impaired, you should know better. Just like, you know, drinking and driving, you shouldn't do that. So if you're at that point when a person feels like they're intoxicated with cannabis, which, depending upon, obviously your usage, can vary from person to person, and also the strains that you're smoking, it's a good idea to take it, you know, into consideration. However, the point of this is it blew the whole, you know, drug driving thing out of the water that, you know, the three nanogram limit was completely baseless because you know someone like me i can have three nanograms in my system and not smoke from today for a month and i'll still have three nanograms in my system. what's a nanogram i mean just the bmi it's like a, a how much thc content allegedly is uh in your system if they do it by a blood test so okay i, I just never heard nanograms sounds to me like a really small gram yeah i mean it, it is <laughs> You know, other than that, I don't know. Was it like a milligram? I mean, they already have a milligram, I guess. You know, honestly, I can look up a little bit more. I'm just going off of I, – it's it's a minuscule amount. Basically, you know, somebody who's a user like myself on a regular basis, you know, it's also on, on your size. Me being a large guy, I got a lot of extra fat, and THC binds to fat. So for me, I can stop smoking like today, and probably in a month from now you would test me. And I would probably be like, I don't even know, 30 times the limit if I just stop smoking now. Wow. Just because it doesn't dissipate. And I have like a skinny, scrawny person, like my girlfriend who weighs like 90 pounds wet. You right. Know, she can go ahead and like smoke and probably within a day she would be below the limit. That's crazy. Yeah. By the way, one nanogram mm-hmm. is one billionth of a gram. One billionth. If, Are you serious? If, if that helps I mean, you at all. Well, you have to consider it. Why not just call it minuscule? It's, it's min- it is minuscule. 0.1 minuscule. Yeah. You know? you know, and I honestly don't know if the nanogram system they came up with is, is, is exactly the same way. It might just be a terminology they're using, you know, for drug driving testing. So, but yeah, again, that just shows, yes, it's legal in certain states, but there's quirks that need to be worked out, you know, about what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, because everything affects everyone the same. I mean, I know there are people that can take a Benadryl and they'll be passed out in 20 minutes. I know people that take five Benadryl and they're still raring to go. So I guess it all depends on, you know, the person. And, you know, we hope that most people act responsibly, you know, but as I always say, you know, I think that me personally, you know, from two decades of, of consumption and use, the worst, two worst things that maybe have done is come to a stop at a flashing amber light thinking that for a minute it's it was turning, turning red or something. Or the typical, I'll stop at a stop sign wait for it to turn green. You know? <laughs> I've never had that, but I have stopped at a flashing yellow light. Right. You know, slowed down and been like, oh, wait a minute, it's flashing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you mean because I but, I've that's, done it. That, but that's without but any, anything. But without if anything, any help, that's just... being cautious or, or you know whatever. And you know people can construe anything any way they really want. You know they can say, oh well, you know you sitting there could have delayed traffic. I don't think ever though. I've been in. I, I honestly say those two those two occurrences have happened when I'm more or less on an empty road. It's never oh, yeah. happened. Oh, it's absolutely. never happened 
yeah, when I'm no. going in a flow of traffic, you know? Yeah, this is like um, you're the only one there scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So, or or maybe one person ahead of you, behind you. I mean, you know, definitely no more impaired than if I'm trying to send a text message while I'm driving, which you shouldn't do anyway, which I'm trying to become really good at not doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I'm guilty. I'm guilty too, but I'm I'm trying to to stop because yeah, I, at I the very least not. I'm typing driving. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Yep. Yep. So uh, you know, legalization is one of those things that that we have to actually we have to uh, really really start considering on a national level, not just in Florida, but you know, as I said in two shows previously, and and Jody James, the director of the um, Florida Cannabis Section, ever pointed out that Florida is a linchpin state. And, you know, really, if, if legalization were to happen in Florida, it would sway the South. It would probably sway most of the East Coast. Um, people don't realize just how much political sway Florida has for the hick state that we are. Um, but, you know, and it's not just Florida either. I mean, anyone anywhere can help us here in Florida, anywhere in the United States, because if your state might not be legal now and you could be you know, out there and Idaho, or you can be out there in Nebraska, you can be out there in other states that are trying to fight for legalization. By you supporting us and by you helping us here in Florida, we can set the standard of yet another state that has successfully legalized cannabis, which will help your cause as well. So just because this initiative here is not, you know, in your state per se right now, it will help everyone in the long run, just like Washington and Colorado has helped the movement tremendously. <clears throat> While we're talking about legalization, I need everyone to check out the Silver Tour. Um, Robert Platchorn was America's longest imprisoned nonviolent marijuana offender, and he presents the Silver Tour. And he's on a mission to educate the senior community of the United States about medicinal values of cannabis. For more information on the Silver Tour, visit www thesilvertour.org we're going to take a break and listen to some music now and we'll be back in a few minutes so we're back um just so you have a little bit more of information on uh about david granovsky when i went ahead and uh fits of stem cell uh treatments and benefits for different diseases and disorders and they kind of correlate and you know hopefully in the future you know I'll get him on a show and you know he may end up wanting to do a show of his own or whatnot and uh you definitely should check out you know, what he has in regard to stem cells and how um, that alternative treatment can help out. Um, you can just Google him, um, David Granovsky, that's G-R-A-N-O-V-O-V-S-K-Y. Whew, I guess that was a bigger bong hit than I thought. Um, and and stem cell, and basically he'll come up and he's got a blog he's been doing forever. Um, he knows his stuff and he can reach out and you know, hook patients up with, you know, said doctors to help them get treated for things they need. And, you know, it's just one of those, another alternative thing that the government doesn't sanction or, or whatever. Why? Because it can cure someone. It can help somebody when, God forbid, we be about cure. I think the last cure we came out with was polio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then they learn from that. Yeah. I mean, because shit, then they can't get like $300,000 from a year from a, cancer patient and they couldn't get you know mm -hmm. a couple hundred thousand dollars a year from autistic kids and couldn't get you know 
few hundred thousand dollars from other sick people for a variety of different illnesses and treatments. I mean, why cure it when we can make money on it and make people suffer? Mm -hmm. You know, I actually met met a lady today at uh, the courthouse. I was uh, in West Pasco County Courthouse uh, advocating for a individual that was, you know, busted for marijuana possession. And, uh, you know, we go to show our support in court, you know, work is I'm patient, not a criminal. Another great organization to check out, by the way, is I'm patient, not a criminal. You just Google them, you'll come up. But uh, I was talking to her, and she's been a cancer patient she was a, for six years. She had can had cancer, you know, and she went for treatments with medications back and forth, and never got a result to end cancer. And then she found cannabis. You know, she said, you know, five years ago, if you would have asked me about cannabis, I would have been like, oh no, blah blah blah, it's bad for you, it's this and that, you know. Until you realize that this plant kills cancer cells. And it helps people. So when people realize that, it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. I don't need to go ahead and like go bankrupt or mortgage my house to pay for my cancer medications or things like that to live when I can turn to a plant. And more and more people are starting to realize that, hey, you know what? I can't afford health insurance. I can't afford $400 a month in prescriptions. I can't do that when I can grow a plant myself the risk the benefit of let's see living arrested living arrested i'll take arrested you know i mean it shouldn't be that way no that choice shouldn't be there not at all it shouldn't be a choice to make Mm -mm. yeah yeah but see there's no money in you growing it at your house and curing yourself yeah but you want to know what one thing is that even if cannabis were to be legalized worldwide globally tomorrow there are still people that are going to be skeptics. They're going to take their pharma. They're going to, you know, the world, uh, and I'll say America, but it is global, is this is the only country that you can sit there and listen to a commercial, multiple commercials in a row, row about this medication, that medication. 90% of the commercials is spent telling how it's going to hurt you, but yet it's FDA approved. And people like, go, go ask your doctor about it right now because it might help your migraines, but it'll make your stomach dissolve and like your toes fall off and chronic nosebleeds and your eyeballs fall out and your brain hemorrhage. But, but you won't have headaches anymore. Yeah. Rectal leakage, rectal bleeding, (laughs) rectal leakage. God knows what else. I'll think I'll stick with the shakes or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Right. But any, any pharmaceutical commercial of an FDA approved drug is a plethora of side effects. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look it up. You don't believe me? Pay attention to a commercial from pharmaceuticals. uh, Look it up on the internet. Is it Chantix that people are using to smoke with? One of those is like suicidal thoughts or actions. (laughs) Suicidal. Severe depression. And then then they say if you have uh, strange dreams. Now, every dream is a strange dream. (laughs) You know what I mean? What is what is your definition of a strange dream? Did I like kill my children? I don't know, but I had a dream once about sleeping. I mean, that was a strange dream about sleeping. I I dreamt that I was sleeping. And you overslept. I must have watched yourself. I really was tired. That was an out of body experience. That wasn't a dream. It's a possibility. Must have been really good pot that night or something. I don't know, but 
you know. You were like the camera on the wall. Hey. Watching yourself sleep. Yeah, well, you know, sure, I guess. <laughs> so, let's see. What else do I want to go ahead and bitch about tonight? Because I'm in one of those bitching moods. Um, I want to know more about the stem cell. Well, you're going to have to wait. Uh, he hadn't said anything. I thought um, you were introducing him. No, I wasn't introducing him. He doesn't huh. want to talk. He's just going to be a fly on the wall like a camera. What? Like a camera in the bedroom just watching what's going on. He's going to be the camera. He's taking it all in. Okay. He's taking it all in. So, um, yeah, I don't know fuck all about stem cells. So I know they're good for you. I know they help you. I know that right. that, that it comes from your own body, and, and that's something that Dude. can do fantastic wonders. Um, go cannabis. That, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, uh... <laughs> I mean, that's definitely not my expertise, but I, I definitely have seen results. I know, I know about it and I know how it can help people. And, you know, my goal, you know, is being in the movement is not only to help people that are sick, you know, well, not only to help people feel better about their lives and feel safe and secure, but also help sick people. So, and I know that stem cells is another one of those, you know, uh, I won't use the word cure, but treatments or, or, or whatever that improves the quality of people's lives. And so I definitely will advocate for that. But I'm definitely not one to go ahead and get technical about it because I don't know about it. You know, you can't ask right. me anything you want about pot. No problem. I got that covered. Stem cells? Not my bag, baby. Yeah, me neither. So I do know that on that, that one of those shows I was telling you about, Nuclear Fuzz, the guy, uh, Matt Tastic, one of our hosts, um, Did you just say Matt Tastic? Matt Tastic, yeah, that's oh, his. Jesus. We got to come up with a better name for him, but that's what we're going with right now. I think Matt I just threw up a little bit of my mouth. But uh, his wife gave Jesus. birth at home, and we were talking about Water them. Birth. We were talking about them wanting to uh, ingest the placenta, and how like off the wall that sounds to me. I mean, well, I understand I mean, it's natural and stuff. Every other animal eats it right afterwards, but dude. At some point, I, like at some point, I, there are some there are some cultures that will actually cook it up and like. Well, no, they're they're sending it off, and I guess they dry it out, put it in a pill form, and she swallows the pill, like you know. I would do that a day or whatever. But dude, I mean, I don't know if I chow crazy. down on afterbirth. I mean, I've I've witnessed a lot of births in my day, you know. Not because I've had a lot of children, because I was a paramedic, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, hey, just flip it, flip it twice on the grill and bring it on over here. Yeah, no. You know, I, I, would, I would always try something once. I mean, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, when you travel outside the U.S., I mean, you look at – I mean, I, I will fess up and I, and I will tell a funny story, totally not cannabis-related. So I was in Israel, and um, there's this food called – uh Kuba, it's I guess K U B A H would be the pronunciation of it. And so it's just like ground beef dough fried hand grenade looking something. And it's kinda like an empanada, but more beefy, you know. Right, okay. And they spice it up and put mix in it. And I love these things, you know, and, and I you know. I come to find out it's like bull testicles that are ground up and whatever the case was, <laughs> and I'm like, Really? Shit, and I didn't like have a moment where I was like running over and like taking a drink or like whatever the case is. Yes, I ate balls and tasted good, you know, because it, it was cooked and they, it was they dressed them up whatever, real nice and they dressed them up real nice and you know whatever. I mean, now someone though someone came to me with a plate of Rocky Mountain oysters because I know what they are ahead of time. I probably never would have done it, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I won't go back anymore and order it again just because, yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. But nonetheless, I, I'll own it. They were they tasted good, you know, and it is what it is. Or like, for example, they have a thing called like the Jerusalem mix, which is like chicken gizzards and hearts and lungs and, and all this stuff, whatever, sauteed, fried up, you know, with wrapped in a big pita bread thing. And it's damn good. And organ meat's like very healthy somewhat and or not healthy depending on how you look at it but you know if it's if it's out in the desert it's probably okay good iron stuff but but the point is you know even when i went to amsterdam you know holland and stuff you got like people selling fish like fish carts dried fresh whatever herring carts like on the side of the road you'd never see that shit here in america you know it's like we went, it should be went to a restaurant today do you remember when steak tartare was like a big deal and it was like in all the fancy you know movies i think it was even in wall street there's no wall street movie he went to like this big fancy restaurant in new york and ordered a steak tartare which is basically raw ground beef with like an egg raw egg on top of it and you know so and so forth and raw meat actually is beneficial for you but yet you go into restaurants and you order a rare burger like oh sorry i can't do that because they'll make you sick or something like that and that's so not true you know right and and we've evolved from you know taking food that's suddenly good for us and ruining it, you know? And that's kind of like also the whole thing of like McDonald's, you know, I'm anti-McDonald's, I'm anti-fast food. However, what's a person supposed to do? You know, good food is expensive. What do you do when you have a big family and you're like really trying to get by? I mean, 10, 15 bucks, a dollar menu, you can feed your kids. You can have a full stomach. They're not going to go hungry. Like what are you supposed to do? Right. You know, if you can't afford it, like we have no like to be healthy in this country, you need to be rich or spend everything extra you have to make it happen. You know, because um, why we have genetically modified foods, we have genetically modified seeds, we have no rights to eat, drink milk that's better for you. I mean, you know, oh, no, it's ridiculous. all these things. Are are, and we live in a free country too. By the way, yeah, you know, sounds like a dictatorship. Then, like you know, what you can do or can't do. I mean, you know, when I plant or you know when I get seeds for people, I always make sure the heirloom seeds, you know, organic. I don't, you know, I'm not giving in to that, you know. And if and when I ever go to a stage where I'm really growing my own own food in bulk, I'm not gonna give in to people telling me what I can or can't grow like you know fuck you <laughs> it's like it perpetuates the whole cycle of the health system you know and things that are better for you like they they'll give us food that make us sick so then we can go to the hospitals that will support big pharma etc 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 you know yeah it's crazy but now that I've digressed totally off the cannabis topic I'm going to go back to it by saying that that's that's one of the things that if people say oh well, there's not going to be money to be made you know if cannabis comes there's always going to be people that are going to use can you know alternative medications and drugs the cops say oh well if we go ahead and don't have you know busting people for cannabis then what are we what else are we supposed to do well shit there's a ton of other hard drugs out there that you can go ahead and spend your time resources busting i mean i would like to see some pictures on law enforcement websites with like tables full of cocaine not tables full of cannabis like good job you, you busted a pot truck yay that's hurting who Oh, one. That's right. That's right. Nobody. But yet, well, heroin and crack and cocaine and 
God knows what else is floating around these days out there. You know, you don't see record busts of that stuff anywhere, do you? No. Uh, why not? Well, that's where our police resources should be diverted to. And that's where the police should be focusing on drugs that hurt people, you know, and destroy lives and hurt families and kill children, so on and so forth. Not not pot that has never killed anyone ever. So, because I think they say, what, you had to smoke 1,600 pounds in an hour to, it overdose. to, be, to be lethal. <laughs> I would like to try. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I mean, I definitely would like to try. You know, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, and you only got to take what thirteen Tylenol. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't take Tylenol. <laughs> well, you know, I say to, I say to like you know people get into debate with me. Uh, you know, there's one about an addiction. You know, what is an addiction? People say, oh well, cannabis is addictive. The first response is it's bullshit. My next response is is that. What is your definition of an addiction? Like, do I need it? Well, people that are in chronic pain or illness, yeah, they, they do need it. They need it to survive. They need to live. They need to function. If I have herniated discs in my back, I can take Vicodin. I can take, you know, I can have a pat, pain patch. I can have a pain pill. I can do all these things which destroy my liver, stomach, you know, so on and so forth. Or I can smoke cannabis. So am I addicted to cannabis because it makes me feel better? I mean, what's the definition of addiction? So what I say to people like Kevin Sabat, sorry, Dr. Sabat, when I spoke with him briefly last week when he was at the marijuana debate at University of Tampa, I said, so when you get a headache, what do you usually do? And he's like, oh, take, take a Tylenol or an aspirin and put a cold compress on my head. I say, you do this every time you get a headache, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, why? Well, why do you take Tylenol? Well, so I, my headache goes away. So you're addicted to taking Tylenol when you have a headache, is what you're telling me. On your own terms of what addiction is. Oh, no, no, that's different. Well, why is that different? I don't see the difference as to, you know, if you have a headache, you take a Tylenol. I mean, by the guise of an addiction, that, that's an addiction right there. Right. Why I'm doing to make myself feel better. Yeah. And yes, like 13, 15 Tylenol will kill you, you know, or, yeah. or, or overdose you. <clears throat> you know, 10, 13 hits, you'll be feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that that's, that's one of those things. Well, looks like we're going to reach that time of one more music break. Oh, by the way, in the last break, we listened to Cope. Uh, Babylon Man and Two Tone Deaf in their mix of ultra groovy trance y kind of kind of stuff. So uh yeah. Hope you enjoyed that. Um I'm gonna give a shout out again to the Florida Cannabis Action Network. They they are the action behind cannabis legalization in the Sunshine State and see how you can make a difference, whether you're in Florida or not, by helping the Florida Cannabis Action Network out by visiting www.flcan.org. Um, yeah. Oh, well, one other thing before we go into a music break. Um, this weekend, Nine Mile Festival down in uh, sunny Miami. Um, you can go to Cannabis Information Network. Um, 
our website, cinllc.org, um, or cannet.org is actually the easiest one, cannet.org. Um, and you'll see about the Nine Mile Festival we'll be at this weekend, uh, hanging out with the Marlies and uh, advocating for legalization. And we'll be back in a few. My Medicine, a book written by Irv Rosenfeld, tells the amazing story of how Irv Rosenfeld became one of the select few American citizens to have the U.S. government grow and supply his medical marijuana for over a quarter of a century. Addendum, close to 30 years, about 30 years. For more information, please visit MyMedicineTheBook.com. So we're back for another five whole minutes here. Um, just so you have a little bit more of information on uh, about David Gronowski when I went ahead and uh, spoke to him before. Um, spoke about him before, I should say. Um, he has a Facebook group, um, Raw Food, Stem Cells, and More, um, I do believe is the group. Um, and then he has a blog called RepairStemCells.WordPress.com. That's Repair, repair stem, stem Cell, singular. So he speaks. Ah. <laughs> you see, also... that's all I had to do is go ahead and yeah. just fuck it up, and then yeah. he chimes in. So sorry about that. Sorry. Do you want to say since you actually no opened problem. your mouth? All right. There's also a, another Facebook group, which was the first one, which is uh, Adult Stem Cells, and it is creatively about adult stem cells. Uh, treatment, controversy, Shocker. news, stories, victories. Um. But you should really check out the mothership, which is, uh, as Dave incorrectly stated, repairstemcell.wordpress.com. And that's been around since uh, February 2009, 1,400 articles, 2 million visits, and um, try and hit it every day with new information and answer comments and all that. But it's, uh, it's hard. I'm involved with a lot of uh, patient advocacy groups and, and uh disease groups on Facebook and so on. You're affiliated with diseased groups? Only the one. Only you, Dave. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> wait a minute. What are you trying to say? Jeez. Wow. On my own show. Really? <laughs> <laughs> See, there it is. I knew it. You let the you let the monkey out of Pandora's box. That's what you get. Put that thing away. I don't. Wrong <laughs> show for that now, buddy. All right. Different. There's a whole different show for that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a different monkey. <laughs> you need Medicaid after that. Wow. Oh, my <laughs> goodness gracious. Woo. All right. Well, I'm going to take these last few minutes here and, and, again, really, really urge whoever's listening tonight live or listening um, on the podcast um, Florida needs everyone's help. We need to come together. We need to talk to our Congress people, talk to your legislator, talk to your senator nationally, reach out to senators nationally, get on board, help us out, help us make a difference in the sunshine state. Let us bring sunshine to the lives of so many patients by legalization here. Um, see how you can make a difference. Uh, www.fl can.org um, if you want any other information you can also check out cannet.org which is the cannabis information network website which is currently being renovated but it's still live um, and then also we have the weed not greed tour as well which is coming up soon actually uh, the 420 tour so uh, maybe next week we'll get into that and uh, 
you ought to have some good news and lively conversation, things to talk about. Um, and I think I'm going to peace out for now and wish everyone a good night and uh, listen in next week for an all new and exciting edition of Cannabis Network Radio. Good night.